0: Dr. Ray Garendi is a Catholic father of 10 adopted children, a clinical psychologist, author, professional speaker, and national radio and TV host. His radio show, The Doctor Is In, can be heard on over 440 radio stations and Sirius XM channel 130. His television show, Living Right with Dr. Ray, can be seen on EWTN Global Catholic Network and is aired in 140 countries. Dr. Ray has worked with parents, families, educators, substance abuse programs, inpatient psychiatric center, juvenile courts, and private practice. He has done this for 40 years. Dr. Ray has witnessed the common time-tested factors that consistently contribute to success in marriages and in families. Please welcome to our conference, Dr. Ray Garendi. Jesus, Moses, and an elderly looking gentleman were golfing. Moses steps up, hit the first shot. Terrible shot. Head straight for the pond. Moses runs up to the edge of the pond, parts the water. Ball bounces across the bottom of the pond, up onto the fairway. Jesus says, That's a fine shot there, Moses. Elderly looking gentleman's thinking, what did I get myself into? Jesus steps up. Terrible shot. Heads straight for the pond, hits the water, and sits. Jesus walks across the water, stands, chips the ball up onto the green. Moses says, You too, Savior, fine shot. Elderly-looking gentleman's thinking, how do you compete with this? He steps up, hits the worst shot of the three, 30 yards into the rough behind an oak tree where it sits for about six seconds. Big gust of wind comes up, blows the ball out onto the fairway, into the pond where it sinks to the bottom, hits the mud. Big carp grabs the ball, leaps the water, hangs at an apex for about 20 seconds. Starling comes out of the woods, grabs the ball out of the carp's mouth, flies 375 yards down the fairway, drops the ball onto the green. Squirrel comes out of the woods, nudges the ball into the cup for a hole-in-one. Jesus turns, says, hey, that's a nice shot, Dad. Some of you are grandparents, so let me just start this whole discipline talk off with the grandparents. Grandmas, there is advice given to mothers and mother-in-laws on their daughter and daughter-in-law's wedding day to make the wedding a success. That advice is sit up, shut up, and wear beige. That is phenomenal advice for grandparents who are watching their children discipline the grandchildren. Shut up! One, this isn't your kid. Two, you weren't asked. Now, if you are asked, that's a different story. Mom, mom, what did you do when we did this? Now, if they ask you, you get your attorney to sign a contract. Says, Here, are you asking me my opinion? Now, if you give unsolicited advice, especially to a daughter in law, you are not going to hear, Why, thank you. You know, I've always wondered what your opinion was, and, and given that you had so much more experience in this than I have, I think it's just wonderful that unsolicited you just told me what I'm doing wrong. Thank you. Love ya. <laughs> now, that horrible introduction that they gave to me, this made-up junk about me doing this for 40 years. Yeah, I got my degree in kindergarten, Okay. I have been shrinking for 40 years, though. I used to be (laughs) 6'9". The number one reason people now talk to me in all settings, family, friends, therapy, church, school, doesn't matter. The number one reason is discipline. By far. Okay, Mr. Expert Man. You tell me how to get him to stay in bed. I can't get him to stay in bed. He chews his way down through the bedroom floor, drops into the family room. I'm back. You'll never be free. You'll never have another child. I'll be in your bed till I'm 16. That's why. And that girl's mouth... That snotty, snarly, you know, if I'd have talked to my parents that way, my head would have been rolling down the hallway and the school people. They don't help. Do you know what they did last year? They closed during June, July, and August. I actually had to live with my own child during the daytime. Many of you here have raised your children. In my opinion, the generation me and above was the last generation to know who the parent was. To parent from the mindset of, I am mom, you are not. These young people in here, we got them so skittish, we got them so nervous. You leave him on the pot four minutes too long, he's gonna grow up to be a tattooed face motorcycle gang member on acid. You named him John because you were hoping it would help in the toilet training. We got him overthinking, overanalyzing, second guessing. Did I do that? Did I handle that right? Is that what I should have said? Was that active listening or passive listening? Should I have used an I message there or a you message? How many stickers do you use on the sticker system, you know? And should I give everybody a trophy because he breathes? This is what is happening. And parents will come to me and say something like this. I'd like to, I'd like to use that timeout, you know. I would. You suggest a timeout. I'd like to use it. I can't. He won't stay. How old is he? Three. How big is he? But he weighs 40 pounds, 95th percentile. You can't get a kid to respect your authority when he's here and you're here. May God help you when that child is here and you haven't grown any. All right, we got some pretty good-sized guys up here. Now You're a pretty good-sized guy. Can you imagine what it would be like to be a three-year-old standing next to somebody your size and telling you he's not going to go to the corner? Now think about this. The proportion would be you... And a guy, his head would be above that. He'd weigh approximately 1,000 pounds compared to you, and you would tell a guy that size, get out of here, for I hurt ya. What is wrong with this picture? I'm gonna give you authority, whether you're a parent, whether you're a grandparent, I think this is the absolute best thing I can leave you today. It's the number one reason parents come to me. They can't enforce discipline. They talk too much. This is not the organ of discipline. If this is what you use, close it. It just has a tendency to get loud and nasty. After you've gone on for 17 minutes with a kid, do you do this? Um, Excuse me, Butkus? That's a good name for a kid, isn't it, Butkus? It's my kid's name. I think it's a very solid name for a girl. I know that if we anger a bit more and we start to argue, um, I'll feel anger pangs and i probably will raise my voice no you want to kill him you want to throw him through a plate glass window and then you go to confession bless me father i was so much holier before children i was a nice person people liked me would would, would like throwing your kid over a cliff would that be like a serious sin would that be child abuse Would they call 1-800-KIDS-SLAP-ON-ME? I will help you get one-time authority. Parents will say, He doesn't listen. He just doesn't listen. Now here's a problem. Many of you have more children than you are allowed in our culture. There are three sins left in our culture. Smoking, spanking, and having more than 1.72 children. So you're out somewhere and people give you all kinds of obnoxious comments. Are these all your children? Say what I used to say. No, the oldest is at home with the triplets. (laughs) And you can't really share your frustration with anybody else because you know what they're thinking. Well, why'd you have so many kids then? Hmm?" I tried to tell you. And they look at you and they say things like this How many do you have? Seven. Seven. It's like they, they choke. I, I, I can't even handle the two I have. Now, think about this a second. Many of you, the older folks here, it wasn't uncommon for your generation to have five, eight, 10, 12 kids in an 1100 square foot house. You did that. My generation and younger, were thinking, I'm just, I'm just so frustrated, I can't believe it. What has happened? Well, one of the big things is we've stripped parents of authority. We've stripped them of their confidence, their security, and their resolve. It is now a rare parent who can do this. You know, sweetheart, That is very disrespectful go to your room please your night is over I know that your grandma is difficult she watched you while we were gone I know she can be hard to get along with I live with her son But you are not allowed to treat your grandma that way. So, tomorrow for two hours, you will weed her flower beds. I want you to write 25 nice things about your brother for calling him that. They're not 25 nice things about him. Make them up. I do with your father. The average parent cannot one time calm tone of voice, levy a consequence without getting an immediate argument. Without a look that says, yeah, you and what army? Without an attitude of, (laughs) I'll do it. Your life's going to be miserable for the next six hours. And part of the problem, too, parents can do that if they get an easy kid. And an easy kid is the worst kind of kid to have because it will ruin you for the rest of parenthood. If you have a chastity or an Oxford first, you will get cocky and arrogant. You will strut along. You know, I must be a natural at this parenting thing. You know, I don't have half the discipline problems that my sister has. His child knows. I'm not about to go putting my knickknacks up 15 feet off the ground in electrified cages guarded by Rottweilers. When I say no, she knows I mean no. Then the second one comes along and eats your Rottweiler. I call it the shell shock second child syndrome. Your first child wasn't normal. Your first child was a freebie, a mulligan from God. He said, here, play with this. I'll say the real kid deal later. And then, all of the time that parents are struggling with their own authority, what do they think? I just have a strong-willed child. You know, just a difficult child. Difficult child is redundant. We use these adjectives to describe kids who are kids. High maintenance, very high maintenance youngster oppositional extremely oppositional mind of her own eight gone on 18 the child is eight gone on 18. we have 10 children my children are all adopted i needed the tax deductions (laughs) and you adopt in december you still get the tax deduction for the whole year my 10 kids have been drug exposed have had wretched histories According to all the research, they should indeed be incredibly difficult to raise, and I do have some that were very difficult to raise. But I have none that I think are strong-willed. This dude is one toke over the line, sweet Moses. Am I delusional? Am I brain burned? No. There's a simple reason why I think that I don't have any strong-willed children. Because the strongest willed of my children is not stronger willed than his mother. One time they were fighting over cereal. You know how that gets. You, why does she always get more than I knew? And this was going on. My wife did not want to hear any more. So when she went grocery stopping, she came back with nothing but cornflakes for one year. Do you think they fought about cereal after that? I did. Honey, I'll give you 50 50 bucks for one box of Golden Grahams. One box. Now, the average parent who cannot do this with all their children, you may be able to do it with the easy ones. Now, here's where you make your mistake. You think because you can do it with the easy one that the one you can't do it with is unusually tough. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. The one you can't do it with is normal. The easy one, ah, you just, God just gave you that. He said, here, play with this. Play with this. I'll save the real kid till later. You want to be able to have one-time compliance because if you can't, you get ugly. You truly get nasty. You don't talk to anybody in the world like you talk to that kid. And if you did, they wouldn't be your friend longer than about six minutes. So here we go. You got a four-year-old. Four-year-olds act up approximately 20 to 30 times per day. They do. They are unsocialized, immoral, self-centered human beings. We as Christians should know more than anybody in the world that strong-willed child is a dumb statement. Fallen human nature. We are sinners bent toward the self so that when a kid acts this way, we think, why is he like this? I know what it is. Middle child, isn't it? He's the middle child. Middle child syndrome, here's my advice. You don't want to have to deal with middle child syndrome, don't have an odd number of kids. You got an odd number, have another one. Give one away. Wipe out that middle spot. So you got this average four-year-old who will not, if you said, now I ask my clients this, All the time. They come into my office and they're convinced they've got this hellion on God's earth that no human being could raise. This kid is just tough. He's been tough. And they're looking at this thinking, nothing works. Like I said last night on the panel, every parent who has a tougher kid or a normal kid is convinced, nothing works. I've tried everything, nothing works. No, no, no. It all would have worked. He didn't do it long enough, or consistent enough, or firm enough. It would have worked. I don't care if you stand him in a corner. I don't care if you make him write sentences. I don't care if you make him go to bed an hour early. I don't care if you make him do push-ups. I don't care if you give him two hours worth of labor. It'll all work. you got to do it. And you got to do it over time, as long as it takes. Some kid, after six weeks, will say, Oh, Father... I've been so blind. I see what you're saying. And another kid will look at you like, is that all you got, big boy? You want a piece of this? It's just who the kid is. So you've decided, I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to be able to say something once, quietly, and get cooperation. Oh, I can give you that it's real easy I'll tell you how to do it it's very simple now by the way I'll share with you something this my approach is a little different I can do this as a dad because well that's my temperament it's my style when we adopted our twins who were four at the time and they were difficult quite difficult they were in foster care they were allowed to pretty much run loose the first visit there my son John punches me in the face Attempts to strangle my wife and kicks the foster father about 14 times during one of his multiple eruptions. We walked out of there and my wife had developed a tick. She was going like this. And she said to me, Ray, we got to rethink this. I don't think the tax deduction's worth it. I said, honey, two tax deductions plus the credits. Now they never made John stay in bed. For three years, the boy roamed the house, did not stay in bed. The first weekend visit to our home, my weasel wife says, Raymond, why don't you put the children to bed tonight? (laughs) Honey, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you do it. I, I don't have time for that. I'm writing a parenting book. Alright guys, come on, let's go. Now everybody came running except Johnny. At that time we had six, five, four, four, three, and one. I could not let John roam the house. He was dangerous. Come on, Johnny. Let's go. Bed. No go bed. Little language delay. I'm not a big guy, but I'm 180 pounds. I've been a weightlifter all my life. One thing I know for certain. I am stronger than any four-year-old in the world. The child is going to go to bed. The question is, will he cooperate? So I went over and I bent down. You know, kind of like the veterinarians tell you, let him smell your hand. (laughs) I put my hands on his shoulders and he could tell by my grip, this was, how shall we say, a non-negotiable psychological interface. Well, at that point, he erupts. Head starts spinning around. Green stuff's coming out. I'm going, Damien, put the chainsaw down. Damien. I picked him up, carried him to bed like this. I wanted to convey an image. I carried him to bed like this. I put him in bed. I put my hands on his chest, and I buried him. I just buried him. I didn't hurt him, but he could not even twitch. It was, Johnny, bedtime, son. Daddy's not going to let you go until I decide you're going to stay. And please don't get up after I leave because I'll come back. You should have seen the look in his face. Man, I went from Disney World to the county jail. (laughs) My son Andrew is six. He's in the top bunk. He's like this. Hey, Andrew, would you talk to your brother, please? Johnny, if Daddy says go to bed, You better go to bed. I remember one time I didn't go to bed. You're not going to like what's going to happen, John. You know that? You think he leaves? He never leaves, John. He goes out in the hallway. He'll wait for you. When you come out, he'll crack your bottom. He don't care what the caseworker says. Andrew, that's enough. You sound like mom. Now, how long do you think I had to hold that boy before he went? Not much more than a minute. Why? How did this happen? This kid been resisting bedtime for 3 years. You know what it was? I'll tell you exactly what it was. Not because I'm a great disciplinarian, I'm not. My wife's a better disciplinarian than I am. It was his perception of my authority. He didn't quite know how to read this guy. He knew I was daddy. We'd visited many times, but he didn't quite size me up yet. Now, had the foster parents tried that, he'd have ate him for lunch because for three years, they taught him no authority, no authority, no authority. Me, I put a tattoo right there. Said, born to eat children. <laughs> I want you to have that perception. That is not a jackbooted, kick the door in, I'm back punk, and I'm mad. No, 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 no. Authority is kind. If you have it, you don't use it very often. If you don't have it, you are always chasing some form of it. I'm on him all the time. I am on this child all the time. Yes, you are, but you have no authority. You're on him. You argue with him, you nag him, you yell at him, you scream at him, you negotiate with him, you re 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 remind him. You're on him all the time. But you don't have discipline. So, I had a client walk into my office one time, and I admired her husband because he had a lot of insight. I don't know if some of you were in my talk yesterday But I talked about how dads are letting moms take too much of the authority. The guy comes into my office with his wife. Their 21-year-old was already out of control into drugs. They had a 14-year-old at home. The guy said this, I undercut my wife every step of the way. I thought she was being too strict. So, I undercut her authority. I thought I was doing the right thing. I look at my son now. Now, I got a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old at home, and I realized something. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was so right. So, Dr. Ray, I want you to tell me, and I want to listen to my wife. So at that point, the 14-year-old was borderline out of control. They couldn't get him to accept discipline. I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put any consequence on the behavior that you see fit. Whatever it is, I don't care. Pick something you want. Essay, sentences, I don't care. And immediately they said, well, he won't do it. He just won't do it. It'll be ugly. It'll be a fight. It'll be awful. Here's what you do. The moment he refuses, you simply shut down every single privilege that he has. All of them. Do you know what this means? This means if he's in school, there is no money for lunch. He will pack his own lunch. Money is a privilege. This means if you wash his clothes, you will not wash his clothes. Until you get the consequence you asked for, he's shut down. All computer, all technology, all phone, all TV, all radio. If it's a girl, curling iron, blow dryer, makeup, gone. Everything ceases until you get the consequence. She looked at me and said, You mean like a blackout? I said, What a great word. This was 15 years ago. I've used it ever since. It's a tremendous word. Some parents call it a shutdown. Here's why. I don't care if your kid misbehaves. I don't get shook up over kids misbehaving. They misbehave by the hundreds. What scares me is when you don't have authority, is when you can't enforce a consequence. When you say, give me your phone, please, And she looks at you like, get out of my face. Don't even think of it. Give me the phone. No, I said, give me your phone. No, that's what scares me. So the blackout is basically saying, I have authority, God given, to teach you here's the consequence to hold you accountable for what you did. If you refuse it, I take my authority and I move it to here because this is a much more serious offense. This, okay, so she got snotty. Okay, you got snotty. You rolled your eyes. Okay, big deal. Go give me a 200-word essay on respect. (sighs) Whatever, I don't think so. Whoa, now we got a problem. Now it is you don't have a right to be my mother without my permission. That's a problem. A three-year-old, a four-year-old. Very simple. I did this on Facebook, and it was one of the most shared little videos we ever put out. You tell a three-year-old, you tell a four-year-old, you can do this as a grandparent. Wow, that's not very nice. Go stand in the corner, please. Go stand in the corner, please. Six words. The instant the child doesn't, the instant the child throws a fit, the instant the child melts down, the instant the child starts to look at you like, you going to put me there? Come on, I got more energy in my little finger than you got in your whole body. Come on, let's see who tires first the instant that happens, that child goes on blackout. Which means, every single thing that that little one asks for, you just look at him. Remember Remember Columbo? The guy that was this doofy New York detective and he came off really dumb and he trapped people in his dumbness. He'd go up to this savvy criminal. You know... um, my wife, my wife, uh, she has these plants, you know, and, I, and, I, and she waters them every other day, and I, I, I don't understand why she has to water them every other day because I always get confused. And the criminal's thinking this guy's a dufo talking about plants. But he came across, he trapped him, He knew where he was going with talking about plants, and he got him to admit something because the plants were involved in the crime. You need to be a bit of a Columbo with a four-year-old or a three-year-old. Oh, oh no, honey, you, you don't have any stuffed animals at all. I, I didn't get my corner yet. Favorite shirt, gone. All toys, gone. Sippy cup, gone. I got have had juice, mom. I could have had the juice. No, honey, you're going to get milk or water because I haven't gotten my corner yet when the lady in my office who called it blackout implemented it, do you know how long her kid was on blackout before he finally said, okay, 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 I'll do the consequence? It was seven days. Now this kid was nasty. His mother, in the meantime, had gotten an impacted wisdom tooth and she was on the couch in pain and he sat next to her just abusing her. Just like this. This is one nasty dude. By the way, You know the record for blackout in our home? It was set by my 13-year-old daughter, she's 29 now, back when she stole something. She stole $30 off of our dresser, cash, because she had overdue library fines. She put the money in an envelope with a letter, Dear Librarian, I know that I owe you money for the library books. And I think that this is more money than I owe you. So if there is extra money, please keep it for children to buy them books when they don't have books. She was a liberal politician. She took my money, gave it to somebody else and said, are I generous or what? So we discovered this. Talked to Jojo about it. Went to confession, did all the stuff you're supposed to do, and we said, Jojo, that's a pretty serious offense. You're on indefinite blackout. By the way, you can use blackout for big offenses, okay? I suggest, by the way, any child who lifts a hand towards his mother, immediate blackout, indefinite blackout. This is serious. This woman should not be touched by a kid. And I can't tell you how many parents come to me and say, my kid kicked me. That kid took a swing at me. So, I remember one time I did that to my mom. I was 17 years old. She said something. I did this. My dad, who I thought was an old man, he was 43. <laughs> I thought he was, you know, barely walking. I couldn't believe how fast that man. Was up off the kitchen table and into my face. And it was bad. I saw my life. So, this is what the final judgment looks like. So, given that, JoJo was on indefinite blackout. The length ended up. Now, on blackout, you have to be penitent, you have to not be a victim. Can't play the victim card. You have to be cooperative. You can't be defiant on anything else. To get off blackout, you got to be a cooperative kid. 33 days. Now, it wouldn't have gone that long, except long about the 10th or 12th or 15th day, I forget, JoJo pulled another stunt. She thought we wouldn't catch it. We wouldn't have, except about eight years earlier, we had established a whole house security system, something that is aware of what goes on in every room at all times. An eight-year-old daughter. Father, I have some information you might be interested in concerns a girl whose name begins with J. Aren't you glad you have me? <laughs> yeah, Hannah ratted her out. <laughs> it was great. And Jojo did it two more times too during that 33 days. And to this day she says, Daddy, did you ever have anybody else break my record? And I said, "Hey, honey babe, y- Mary came real close to it. You know, Mary is my daughter, has certain mental problems. And Mary, I think, really may have broken the tie. I don't remember. But by the end, you know, you know, the trouble you get to the end of 10 kids, you just really get sloppy. You just do. You know, towards the last two kids, I was saying things like just don't do drugs in the living room, okay? <laughs> Somebody asked my wife when our ninth one, Peter, was about two, three months old, Petey's sleeping through the night yet? My wife says, I don't know if he is. We are. you 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 just get to that point. I remember going up to Petey when he was about four years old, and I said, Hey, Pete, can you count? He counted up to maybe eight or nine. I said, who taught you? We had long since stopped teaching them. You know, the first kid you always go, "Where's your eyes? Where's your nose? Where's your pancreatic duct? Where's your urethra?" Now, pff, I didn't even. I didn't. The last kid, I'm going, "What grade you in?" So, use blackout. Now, parents will say, "Okay, but what happens if they get ugly during blackout?" What happens if they throw a fit? What happens if they're disrespectful? They're still in blackout. The the rule is to get off a blackout, you have to be cooperative at a certain length that I determine, or until you do the consequence I gave you. Now, i got to tell you, with the exception of that kid who went seven days, of all the hundreds of clients who have come through my office, I would say half of them will say, all I had to do is tell them what I planned to do if they were defiant and I have not had the problem since. The other half said yes. I've had to implement blackout usually a half a day, a day, two. That's the average length. And typically by the time they come back for the third session, most of them are saying they're people just like you, good people, loving folks. Most of them are saying No, he goes. I I can't believe this. And they're shocked because they think that their kid is Cujo, Chucky, Lucifer, Damien. That's what they think they got. But 90% of the time they don't. They got a normal kid. But they've lost authority, and when you lose authority, the sky is the limit. I can challenge you if you ask me to tie my shoes and I don't feel like it. Now, I will say to parents, here's my, my authority test. I'll say, do you have authority? Well, I believe I do. If you told him, put your head down, please. Dining room table. I'll set the timer. You can lift your head when the timer goes off. Would he? Oh, well, um, yeah, some of the time he would. Who decides the sum of the time? Oh, I guess he does. Right. You don't have any authority. He decides when. It's the example I use. Let's say your teenager comes up to you and says, You know, Mom, I've decided that you're a pretty good parent. And I've decided that a lot of what you try to teach me is is, is, is on target. I agree with it. I agree with it. So I want you to know that about 80 to 90% of the time, I agree with what you want me to do, or not do. About 10% of the time, 20% of the time, I don't. The times that I don't, I want you to know I'm going to do what I want. Now you should be grateful, because I am 90% cooperative, and that's pretty good. I mean, you you check that out with other kids, I'm real high, I'm off the charts here, okay? I asked my clients, is that an obedient child? Pretty much everybody says, no, it's not. I said, why not? He's telling you. He agrees with you. 90% of the time, he's going to do what you say. Why is that not obedient? Because he reserves the right to decide when he is going to obey. And I draw the analogy to the Catholic Church. You know what most Catholics are like. Well, I agree with the church most of the time. I do. I really do. I mean, I, I think the church is, is really wise, but you know, there's, th- there's things with the Catholic Church I don't agree with. And if I don't agree with it, I'm not going to do it. But I'm, on, I'm like a 90% cooperative Catholic. That's pretty good, isn't it? No. No, you're not. You're a bad Catholic because you put your authority higher than the church. If the church says, this is how our Savior asked us to live, and you say, I don't buy that one. Last night I told you about my son, who is same-sex attraction. And interestingly enough, we saw that even as a small child. Okay, this is something that for Sammy um, was there very early. Now you say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, are you telling me this is something he can't help? Ah, he can help how he lives it out. I'm not so sure that the attraction is something he would have wanted, but for whatever the reason, his birth mom was an alcoholic, and there's been a questionable history there, and perhaps in the womb, something didn't go right. Okay. So for Sammy, he loves the Catholic Church. Truly, he does he goes to church? Has a priest that he talks to as a confessor, but he doesn't agree with the church on homosexual expression. Now, would we say, well, he's a good Catholic? I mean, pretty. Much. I mean, look at him. look at what he does. But the problem is in the area that he doesn't agree with the church. He decides. That's not submission. And my wife and I have been praying like crazy. She prays a lot more than I do. She levitates while she prays. I don't know. Me, I don't know where I am half the time in a rosary, you know? That's part of the reason why we had 10 kids. It's a decade. It's a decade of the rosary. So you all sit around, everybody says a decade. And I figured I could know the glory be by the time I got to me because there's 10 of them. Well, every once in a while we screw up. So I'd go, uh, Hail Mary. And the kids would go, Dad, glory be. I knew that. Glory be. It was always the girls who did that, you know? The guys were there. I thought, it was, I thought it was a Hail Mary. No, the girls all knew. Idiot. I got in trouble one time. How are we doing for time? I don't want to go too long here. i got to be getting close, close to the end, right? About 15 more minutes, something like that? 15? 13. Missed it by two minutes. Remember Spock on Star Trek, the early Star Treks, when Kirk would go, Spock! How long do you impact? Four minutes and 28 seconds, Captain. You know, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not an engineer. So, given that, I was talking to a group of teachers, and I talked about one of the best things for teenagers as a consequence is an essay. You can make an essay any length you want, handwritten, respectful essay. 100 words, 500 words, 1,000 words, whatever. You can go over the essay, you can read it. Oh, did I get in trouble? Don't use my subject for punishment. How would you like it if I told my students when they act up, you have to read one of his books? I said, well, if they buy it, that'd be great. I can That's fine, I like that. And I asked these teachers, many of them were literature teachers, grammar teachers, I said, uh, the children come into your room the first day of school. You tell them this, I don't want anybody to be coerced into having to write. I don't want to hold a grade over your head. I want you to write because you want to write. So therefore, when I give you an assignment... If you wish to complete it, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Rest assured, I'm not going to force you by threatening you with a D or an F. Wouldn't that be a great way to run the class? And they all looked at me like I was an idiot. They didn't say it. These were all female teachers. I said, so wait a minute. You're forcing those children to write. How is that any different than a parent saying, you have to write this? My daughter Hannah is now 30. She's a lawyer. I don't know where we went wrong. Hanny wrote probably more essays than any of the kids. She's a tremendous writer. She's really good. Why? Because if you ask any author, you learn to write by writing you get better at writing by writing if something is easy to read it was very hard to write she's got this sign here okay and it says 10 minutes and she's holding it up and she's like and she's waving it it's like she didn't hold it up she's nagging me don't make me repeat myself Writing is an exceptional consequence. I like it a lot. It's easy. You don't have to think. You can use it anytime you want. You can use sentences. 50 sentences. I will respect my mother because she loves me and does everything for me. 50 times, please. Parents will come into my office after describing a kid who is absolutely miserable to live with. To to hear them talk. This kid has created upheaval in the whole family. So I give him some suggestions, and I say, corner if it's a little kid, writing if it's a bigger kid, sentences, labor, whatever. They'll come in two weeks later, and I'll say this. So how many times did he go to the corner in the last two weeks? Now I'm thinking, okay, that this kid should have been in the corner a hundred times, because given what they described as how many times he misbehaved for a day, and I ask him, how many times does he misbehave for a day? 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 times. I say, how many times has he gone to the corner in the last two weeks? And they'll say this. Oh, I don't know. Maybe once a day, twice a day. And I will say, then your child is far better behaved than any of my children ever were. Because what you described about his conduct and you're now implementing timeout blackout and you've only had to do it once or twice a day? That's it? That's all? That tells me that he is either potentially far more cooperative than you give him credit for or you ain't doing it. Now my gut tells me it's a little bit of both. Okay? But Here's a a test I give parents. They'll say, we discipline him all the time. As a matter of fact, I feel guilty about how much I discipline this kid. Okay? Here's the test. How many times on an average day does this child misbehave? I define it for him. He torments a sibling. Now, by the way, If he torments a sibling like this, you're a jerk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you are a jerk. I don't think so. Well, I think so, jerk. Now, that's three. That's not one. That's three. Every discrete episode, you ask him to go, please, pick up his stuff. And you've asked him five times. That's five episodes, not one, five. And they say, well, if you're going to define it like that, I can't count it. I say, I need a number. I need a number. Oh, I'll say 20. And I'll say to them, now keep in mind, if he's awake 15 hours, that's just a little more than one an hour. And they'll do this. Oh, no, it's more than that. It's more than that. i say, I'll tell you what. Let's go 40. Is that okay? That's three an hour. Let's just go 40. Okay. Now, second part of the test. How many times a day Does that child get disciplined? I define discipline. Consequence, something that happens, and here's the kicker, that he accepts without an argument, without coming out of the corner 26 times, without a fit, without going to his room and screaming from his room, without kicking the door shut, that he accepts Zero, maybe one. I said, what is the percentage of one divided by 40? It's two and a half percent. That is the discipline consistency level. Nothing works at two and a half percent. Most of us, me included, are consistent at around 10 to 20. And that seems to be enough. And you know why? I have to get mad. And then he knows I mean business. We ratchet it up. We ratchet up the emotion. They know that's it. I'm not going to tell you again. Now, I said. So we get to that point. They figure, okay, okay, I'll back off here a little bit. That only works for so long, by the way. You know that. Two and a half percent consistency level doesn't work for anything. You could fire a bazooka. It does not work. So keeping that in mind. Any other points? Five minutes left, huh? I want to have some fun. When I was a kid, I wanted my mother to think she was screwing me up. I didn't want her to think I was just, Mother, um, your decisions about parenting are beginning to chafe me. And I'm, I'm really expressing some frustration at the discrepancies between the way you view the world and the way I view the world. No, 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 no. No, I wanted to convince her, you are ruining my life. Everything that you're doing is going to backfire on you. You can make me go to bed now. When I'm 18, I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm never gone to bed. So I used to call her up for years, about 3.30 in the morning. Mom, yeah, I'm still awake. You know what else? I got every light in the house on. Refrigerator doors wide open. I just drank straight from the milk carton. Later on, I'm going to run with the scissors. Yeah, the good scissors. Remember the good scissors? Oh, man, I go home now, I go, my, you still got those good scissors? They're up in a shrine glass case next to the virgin. I said, you use them? No, you don't cut paper with the good scissors. Remember the ones we had, those rounded ones, rusted shut? You touched them, you got tetanus? I said this yesterday, I'd like to say it again, although we will publicize it closer to the date. Good Lord permitting, we will be bringing the TV show to Kansas City. That'll be November 6th and 7th. It's two episodes per day, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock is usually our taping times. We need a live audience. You have a live audience right here, just this size right here, tremendous live audience. They provide the energy to the show. So we will tell you closer to the date through your local affiliates about this, but I wanted you to know now. Also, I have all kinds of books on discipline along with other topics. Okay, the blackout, everything is in all those books, all explained. I'm going to be here till about, we think around five. That's it, I got to split after that. So I will be over there at the table. Um, All my books come with a Springer guarantee. Your children, grandchildren will never be on Jerry Springer. Okay, (laughs) unless that's from a past life, I can't do anything about that. My uncle Giuseppe goes to the priest. Bless him, if Father, I'm a sin. I work at a lumber yard. I stay late. I take, a, I take up take the lumber. I put it into my car. I drive away. Priest says, Giuseppe, thou, that's not right. You got to make it right. And I want you to pray for your penance: three Our Fathers, three Hail Marys. Grazie, Father. A month later. Bless him, if Father, I did it again. I took us some more lumber. I try not to, but it's just to sit in there, you know. Nobody see. They don't got no security cameras. I just put it in the trunk. I drive away. Giuseppe, now come on. you got to make this right, and for your penance, I want you to pray a rosary. Grazie, Father. Month later. Bless me, Father. I don't know what is wrong with me. I just I I d I can't resist. Maybe it's a kleptomania, some of the thing like that. Priest says Giuseppe, we got we gotta we gotta break this habit here. You know how to make a novena. No, father, I'm a not. But you got of the plans, I got of the lumber. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did ya? Hey, thank you again.